0: Hey everyone, Jeremiah here with Zion Ministries again, and welcome back to another teaching on I Am, on the podcast show, Unto the Nations. Today we're going to take it a little further and go into the depths of who God's calling you to be as an individual by understanding who He is. So I pray that you sit back, you enjoy, really come with a heart open to receive from God today and allow Him to minister to you the things that you need. I know that there's nothing in and of myself that I can provide to you other than a yielded vessel unto God. So I'm going to yield my vessel to him and allow him to have this mouth that he may speak to you the words that you need this day. And with that being said, we're going to go into a word of prayer. Dear Heavenly Father, I thank you for this opportunity to be able to minister to your children once again, to be used by you to be a servant of your kingdom. Father, I pray that your words, Lord God, would be seasoned with grace and that they would edify the hearers, Father God, that they would build them up, that they would strengthen them, that they would illuminate, Lord God, the eyes of their understanding with wisdom, Father God, and knowledge of your great love. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for every seed that would be sown throughout this ministry, Lord God, of this podcast show, Father. And I pray, Lord God, that it will continue to grow, that it will continue to blossom, that it will continue to bear fruit unto the glory of your name that you may be all in all in everything that is done, Father God. Father, I thank you, Lord God, for words that heal, for words that deliver, for words that set free, for words that bring encouragement, exhortation, and peace, Father God, into the lives of your children. Father, I pray, Lord God, that in all things, Lord God, that you would give them eyes to see and ears to hear, hearts to receive and minds to understand every word that you speak to them today. And Father, I'll give you the praise, and I'll give you the honor and glory as always. In Jesus' name, amen. So in the last podcast, we were talking about understanding who God is to you, being all in all in your life, knowing that who he is in every situation that arises. In this podcast, we want to talk about the best thing that you could possibly get or the best thing that you could possibly have with God is a one-on-one personal relationship with I am. Because that's where you build your faith. That's where your confidence comes from. That's where your assurance comes from. That's where everything in your life about who you are and what you were created to be, that's where you're going to find it at. We look to our natural parents and grandparents and all this stuff in life to try to understand who we are and our personalities and our characters and, you know, the, the way that we think and the processes and all that. None of those people shape who you are. And the reason is, it's because the word says that all things become new. When you were born again, you were made a new creature in the image of your father in heaven. You want to know who you are? You have to look to him. You have to seek him, talk to him, fellowship him, ask him questions because he's the one that made you. He's the one that created you. He's the one that called you out of darkness. He's the one that chose you. He's the one that loves you. He's the one that knew you before you were formed in the belly. He's the one. And he's the one that can tell you who you are, but you can't find out who you are until you understand who he is. Because until you understand who he is, you have no idea of who you are or what you're capable of doing. When you understand that God is love, then you'll begin to see in your own life that, hey, I'm made in his image and in his likeness through Christ Jesus. I'm love too. When you begin to understand that God is joy and peace and happiness, you'll realize that you are too. When you realize that He's temperament and he's long-suffering and he's patient and he's kind, you will be too. got to see him as merciful and forgiving, understanding, willing, and you will be too. See, we make life hard on our own selves. Because we don't understand who he is. And we try to do all these other things that we think in our own wisdom, in our own mind, that this is what God wants and get frustrated when we don't live up to the expectations that we set on our own life, expectations that God never set on us. So at that point, we feel like failures and that we haven't accomplished what we needed to accomplish to earn the acceptance of God, but there's nothing you're going to do to earn the acceptance of God other than believe in Jesus Christ and believe in him. I it. it's your faith, your faith that provides acceptance. It says without faith, it is impossible. Please God, for those that come to God must believe that he is. Faith, without it, it's impossible. It didn't say it was 90%. It said impossible. It means it can't happen. You can't do it. You cannot please God at all without faith. You got to know that God is and start incorporating actions with that faith by talking to God and seeking his counsel and seeking his wisdom and involving him in every part of your life. Because then and only then. Are you going to find yourself in the place where God intended for you to be? I think the reason that a lot of people don't seek God is counsel and wisdom and to really know, you know, what God desires of them and which way that, that God wants them to go is because they really don't want to let go of the life that they built for their self. They're afraid that God's going to ask them to give up something that they really won't. Or that they really enjoy. But the thing is, is God's not impressed with degrees, promotions and raises and worldly success. It, it, it's not something that impresses him. The Bible says that knowledge puffs up, fills us with pride, makes us high-minded. It's God's grace. It's a whole nother realm. It keeps you humble. Because you realize that you're getting something that you didn't even deserve. There's nothing that you did in and of yourself to earn it. It was freely given. And it brings a humbleness of heart and mind when you know that you have something that you didn't earn. keeps us low-minded, thankful, hearts full of gratitude. Those are the things that God's looking for. God's looking for people that's willing to step down off the throne of their lives and let him rightfully sit in the seat that belongs to him. He bought it, paid a price unspeakable for it, with the blood of his own son, his blood, he redeemed you by that blood. Bible even says, do you not know that you were bought with a price? Yet, we want to try to rule our lives. We want to try to sit on the throne. We want to try to dictate and control the situation as to where it's going to go and where, what's going to happen and, and how it's going to work out and who we're going to let close, and who we're not going to let close, and who we're going to accept and who we're not going to accept and, and what we're going to do and what we're not going to do because we want to be in control of our life instead of surrendering to God what's rightfully His. And then we get frustrated and we get mad and we get aggravated and, and some even get mad at God because their plans that they went to execute didn't work out. Although they prayed for him, although they believed in him, although this is what they did, they didn't seek God to see if that's even where he wanted them to be. God has something better. We're too busy trying to do it in our own strength and our own power and our own might and forgot about the creator that created all things has the ability to create a life for you that you can't even imagine, you can't even dream of, you can't even fathom. So why would you want to put your hands to the steering wheel to try to guide your life down a path and a road that most of the time is extremely bumpy, a lot of curves, uphills, downhills, everything else? Instead of just choosing the straight and narrow, the path that God has for you, the path that of righteousness, the path of holiness, the path of peace, we think we know more is the thing. It's in our strengths that we won't turn to God. That's why God most of the time never uses us in our strong areas, because in our strong areas, we'll depend on ourselves. but it's in our weaknesses, our inabilities, the things that we are not capable of in our own might. Those are the areas that God usually pulls us into, and he pulls us into them because it's there that we find out he is. It's there that we'll trust in him. It's there that we'll believe in him. It's there that we'll call on him. It's there that we'll look to the hills from which cometh our help, that our help cometh from the Lord. It's there that we're humble enough to receive. It's there that we're pure enough in heart to see God. God will put us in those places outside of our capabilities because he wants to be I am in our lives. But we could still stay in our strengths. If we would learn to acknowledge him in every part of our life and trust in him, whether we know or we don't know, seek his counsel, ask his advice, lean on his understanding. The Bible says his ways are higher than ours and that the wisdom of this world is foolishness unto God. <laughs> he knows more. If you look at your own children's life and they're making a choice and a, and a decision to go in a path and a direction in life that you know the outcome of that path. You're going to try everything to try to deviate them from it because you know the end result and that it's not going to be good for them, that it's not going to work out for them the way that they thought, that it's not going to produce in their life success. It's not going to be prosperous for them. You know the chances of what that path is going to produce for them, the fruit of it, what harvest they're going to get from it, what they're going to reap from what they're sowing. That you'll step in and try your best to navigate them and move them in a course and a path that's better. But if they refuse to listen and run down that path, there isn't nothing you can do about it. But sit back and watch, knowing how it's going to turn out. And no matter how much it breaks your heart, no matter how much pain you feel, no matter how much it tears you apart, that they just won't listen. How many times you cry, no matter how many times you get frustrated, no matter what it is that you do, if they choose to go that way, they're going to go. And the same is with our lives. God tries everything to deviate us and to put us on the course and the path that he knows is going to produce the best end results for our lives. But sometimes we're hard headed, Sometimes we're stubborn. Sometimes we're stiff-necked. Sometimes we're full of pride and think that we know everything and that we got a better plan than God. We're going to pave our own way. And God's up there crying, heartbroken, because he can see the end result. The difference between us and our children is we just assume how it's going to turn out. Given historical data and past experiences and personal experiences, we got an assumption, a a calculated guess of how it's going to work out. But God knows the end. He can see what you're about to go through. And as much as he wants to stop you from going through it, as much as he wants to save you from that heartbreak, save you from that suffering, save you from that pain, save you from all that stuff you're about to have to endure, that you shouldn't have to endure, that isn't his best for you. He can't make you do it. Well, he can, but he's not going to because he's a loving God. He don't want to force you to do anything. He wants you to yield. He wants you to seek good counsel. And if we would take a second to stop and just ask God, hey, is this the right way that I should go? Is this the right path? Am I on the right direction? Is this the right job I should take? Is this the right car I should buy? Is this the house that you want me to have? Is this the city that you want me to live in, God? Is this even the state that you want me to live in? Is this the outfit that I should wear for this interview? If this is the words that I should put in my resume, if we would just take time sometimes to just ask God. He would answer us and he would show you that he is. He wants to be that I am. I am that father that loves you. I am that father that wants to help you. I am that father that wants to guide you. I am. I am. I am. I am. I am that I am. He cries it out all the time. I am. But it requires us to come off the throne of our lives and allow him to sit in that throne. And it requires us to be humble enough to come before him and seek that counsel and seek that guidance. Just like the children of Israel, he then brought them all out of Egypt and had them in the wilderness and was doing signs and wonders and miracles that, to be honest, would just leave me speechless and in awe of amazement. But they forgot that he was. And the moment they forgot that he was, they complained. And they sought for other solutions and other means to try to get what it was that they wanted. That They went as far as building a false idol, a false god, a golden calf, just because Moses had been gone for a few weeks. They forgot about the Red Sea that had just got parted, and that they walked through on dry ground. They forgot about all the bread that rained from heaven every day. They forgot about them big pillar of fire that was leading them at nighttime as they were journeying. I mean, they forgot about the locusts. They forgot about the plague. They forgot about all the signs and wonders in Egypt. And the moment they forgot, he no longer was I am to them. But imagine if the children of Israel would have never forgot who God was. If they would have remembered every day and been grateful, been thankful, would have sought God, praised God, worshiped God, fellowship with God like he desired, how would the story turned out? I believe it would have been a lot different. I believe you can look back on your life at all the different places where you forgot that God was, made decisions and choices in your own life and looked at how it all played out and had you trusted in God and believed in God. How would the story look now? What would you have obtained? How quick would you have got there? How different would your life look? thing about it is, is it's not too late because God already knew that you would choose the path that you chose, the direction that you would go. As much as he wanted you not to, he knew that you would. And he's already made plans and he's already made provisions for the future when you will choose him. To get you to where he wanted you to be, all you have to do is choose to let him be. I am. It says in the word, choose this day in whom you will serve. And that's the that's the echo. Throughout generation, you got two choices in life. You can choose God or you cannot. One leads to life. One leads to death, one leads to heaven, one leads to hell, one leads to prosperity, one leads to poverty, one leads to freedom, one leads to captivity, one leads to love, one leads to hate, one leads to peace, one leads to war, one leads to joy, one leads to sadness. Question is, is which one do you want? Which one will you choose? Willfully. I mean, if you got nothing else in life, but just being able to have the relationship with God, wouldn't that be enough to be able to talk to God every single day and hear from him, to just fellowship with him, to have normal conversations with him, just like you would with anybody else. Sometimes we make prayer this big, drawn out thing. Because we, we learn to pray from such and such. You learn from such and such. You learn from such and such. But there's, there's not a right or wrong way to pray. It's simply just talking to God. It's talking to the Father that loves you. That wants to be a part of your life. I pray that this message has blessed you. <laughs> it ministered to your heart. It stirred up a fire. Brought you back to a place to remember your first love. Your true love father God and that it encouraged you to want to allow him to be all in your life to let go of the steering wheel and to let God have his way my prayer is that moving forward you will take a back seat to the guidance of God that you will remember that God is always around you always present always wanting to talk to you and that you will involve him in the little things in life you'll wake up in the morning and tell him good morning You'll talk to him while you're making your coffee and, and reading your paper and you'll talk to him on the way to work. And when you run into that problem on your job or at school or wherever you're at, you'll you'll seek his counsel and his advice about it. That you'll let God be all in your life in every way possible, and that you will build that relationship with the great I am because he is. That you'll put your faith in him, your confidence in him, your trust in him, the great I am be everything and all in your life every day i thank you for listening to this podcast and i pray that as you go about your day that you'll be consciously aware of how god is ever present with you seeking just to be close to you thank you and until the next one be blessed